world. I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, black Hipster, Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and, and sometimes, sometimes other shit. shit. All right. Well, we are recording our second episode of the day. We are. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we took a little break. We did to take drink a wine to drink and talk. Wine we were talking for a long time. We did. Yeah. yeah. We like to catch up yeah. on what's going on in the lives of each other. Of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. We did not let you in on that conversation. No, it's it's a little more personal yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we were talking about bucket lists and goals and things like that, which we will share because. Um, I, is it L? No, not L magazine. I don't remember. It was a woman. No, it is L magazine. Taylor Swift is on the cover of L, mm-hmm. and she's talking about thirty things that she learned before thirty in lieu of an interview. Um, and I thought that that was interesting. Yeah. And I didn't look at it because I don't care she's about like, Taylor Swift yeah, like, at, <laughs> at, like at all. I just I don't. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't have no beef with her. Nothing. I just she don't move me. Yes. So I didn't look at it, but I thought the kind concept was interesting. The concept is interesting. And I don't know if I'd have a whole 30 things that I learned before 30. I don't know. It's like learning how to ride a bike. You know, like, it would like get one a... thing a year? Yeah. <laughs> but, oh. but you wouldn't remember anything you learned before four. No, you wouldn't. You would <laughs> but not. you would assume that you learned how to tie your shoe yeah. and how to walk and stuff like that. Yeah, all the deciphering shapes <laughs> and colors. the bathroom. Numbers. Going to actual reading. toilet seat. Yeah, yeah. All those things. Yeah. Those yeah. things are very important. Yeah. How to lie. How to you learn how to lie at like two. Oh yeah, because yeah, kids lie. You learn how to lie at like two years. Kids old. lie. Yeah. Or you understand the value of a lie. Yeah. When you're like two. I like that. The when value like, of a lie. Who knocked that down? And you're like the dog. Yeah, the dog <laughs> and it's like, it. where did you get that from? Yeah, did you true. see someone say that or do that? But you just know that if you get the blame, you're in trouble. That's so true. So you just know you don't want the blame because kids are so dumb. They'll say the vacuum cleaner did it. Yeah. You know, so they don't really. No, how it's supposed to go. They just know it's not supposed to be that. I love that. It. The vacuum cleaner. They just, it. yeah, they'll, they, they'll say they're doll. Yeah. They don't know. That's an inanimate object. Like, she can't do stuff like that. Like, you dumb baby. They just know not to take the blame. Yeah. <laughs> you dumb baby. You're so stupid. But anyway, I thought we could talk about the three things that we learned before 30. Three valuable things <laughs> that we learned before 30. Excuse me. Because uh, 30 would take <laughs> an entire 30 minutes. Uh, I don't yes. think I can come up with 30, to be honest with you. I, don't I just either. don't think I can. Yes. Um, it took me long enough to come Excuse up with three. So, um, in, in no particular order. Are you okay over there? You have a little bit of a I had some water. Some wine, honey. Uh, That's yeah. the problem. You it was the water, water that had me Who choking. the hell told you to drink water? I don't know. Wine, girl, honey. It's, it's wine hour. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. so in no particular order, um, the three things that I learned were that my parents will get over it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned that around like six. So do you, do you want to tell me? Do you want to elaborate? Expound? What is expound? Well, just that you know your parents will tell you not to do certain things, and then you do them, and they get upset, and you feel all bad, like you don't want to disappoint your parents. Mm-hmm. But then they get over it. Yeah. And with bigger things, like my parents didn't want me to go away for college. Yes. And so I did everything in my power to get a scholarship, mm-hmm. so that they would have no say in the matter. That's and right. I made my mind up that if I got a scholarship and it would pay for school. And they told me I couldn't go. I was going to tell them, I don't care because I'm now 18. So you can't stop me. And then I was going to go. And then I was going to figure out where I'd go and stay during breaks and stuff. (laughs) So, Which is pretty amazing. (laughs) Which is pretty amazing. Well, I just knew I needed to get the hell up from under my family. And most people, I don't think I would have been. I definitely would not have been thinking that at like 
16, 17. Yeah. I, I, that would not have been me. My mom said I couldn't do anything. I was like, okay, I'm just mm-hmm. going to figure it out. Yeah, something huge like that, I think. Yeah. And my parents did not want me to go to school away from home. And I got the Posse Scholarship, and they have this whole induction ceremony. My parents did not come. Mm-hmm. They acted like they were not proud of me. When I tell you it was a 1,000 kids in that first um, interview, which they called DAP. Yeah. And they were only picking 60. They ended up picking 61. Somebody was so dynamic, they couldn't say no. Mm-hmm. They picked 61 kids out of 1,000, mm-hmm. and I was one of the kids. And my parents couldn't even just come and be like, okay, well, we're proud because you did that damn thing. I graduated second in my class from high school. Yeah. All kinds of awards and shit. And they were just kind of like, well, we don't want you to go away. And I feel like there was always sort of this belief that I was going to go away and just like forget about all of the traditions and the customs and the things that I grew up with. And then like start having sex and being a whore. And like that happened. Mm-hmm. But I didn't forget my customs and traditions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, and they were so upset about it. And, like, when I say they got over it pretty quickly, like, my mom drove me to school. But I think the <laughs> they fact that you still it. knew that that was going to happen and you were preparing yourself mentally for that sort of feeling of your parents being disappointed and also being alone mm-hmm. was pretty impressive. Because I don't think I could have done that. I don't think a lot of people would have done that. If they would have thought about the consequences. So your parents are not going to talk to me. I'm going to have to move in by my... Go to college by myself. I think, why didn't that stop you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, because I think maybe I just also felt like, yeah, they'll get over it. Like, eventually they'll get over it. Yeah. Yeah, but I I mean, and it was also too... I think also because my parents, as much as, like, they gave us certain guidance and, you know, loved us in a certain way, they were a little hands-off especially when it came to our education, if we were doing well. So there were a lot of things that I figured out on my own up Mm. until that point. Uh, Or I had teachers who helped me with things, who guided me with things, Mm -hmm. not my parents. So there were a lot of things that I wasn't looking to them for. And that when it came to education, I don't think I looked to my parents to help me with things. It was usually the other way around. Mm -hmm. Because once I got into school, like going away for school was such a new process for them. So I had to walk them through it. Like I was, I was a lot of times, I'm the, I'm number six of seven children and I was a lot of firsts. So it really just paved the way from a little sister. <laughs> like, so, but it was all firsts. So I was the one who had um, to help them figure these things out. Like, I just remember, you know, it's like most kids, their parents take them to buy their first car. Mm-hmm. Like I did all that kind of stuff on my own when I got older. And then it was just to the point where it was like when my mother needed a new car, I took her. I help negotiate her rate and stuff like that. Like, almost like immigrant kids do. Um, But yeah, because it was just a lot of stuff was first for my parents. And my parents were very street smart. Um, And, you know, they wanted us to be, we were very, you know, black proud. And we had to go to school. School wasn't uh, even a a thing in my house. Like, it wasn't an option. You went to school. I think my brother was the only one who didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. Out of seven kids, one didn't go to college. But there was definitely a little bit of a disconnect as to how this stuff happens, especially as we got older and the world changed. Yeah. So I had to navigate a lot of that shit by myself. So maybe that's why, because it was like, well, I've been navigating this by myself so far. So I kind of really don't need you. And if you're not going to help me get to where I'm going to be, then I'm just going to go do it. Mm -hmm. 
And then you can ask me about it later. That's wow. Yeah. My yeah. mother asked me actually last Sunday. She's like, I never asked you this, but did you enjoy college? And I'm like, I did. I enjoyed it very much. She's like, well, I didn't worry about you because I, I knew you could handle yourself. Because I was like, well, you didn't want me to go by my, at first, like, to go away. She's like, well, no, because, you know, parents worry. She's like, but then I, then I realized, like, you would be okay. Because mm-hmm. she's like, did you get homesick and stuff? And I'm like, I did not. <laughs> and I didn't. I'm and like, I told I, I don't know why. I like, remember I you crying get... in that night <laughs> on Friday night while I was observing the Sabbath with you about how you wanted to be home in Brooklyn mm-hmm. at your parents. Yeah, yeah. I, I was crying because you were there. Okay, no. that's, <laughs> that's that's mostly not what true. it was. That's that was not true. And then we made sweet, sweet love. <laughs> so this is exactly the point where they know everything you've said was a lie. I don't know. They believe they don't know how deep this relationship goes. <laughs> <laughs> so the second thing that I learned before thirty was I will get over it. Okay, so, that's a good one. Yeah. So you know you have a bad breakup. You just felt like you were so in love with that boy. Mm-hmm. And you think you're never going to love anybody ever again. Or you're never going to get over this broken heart. Until you do. Yeah. And so the next time you have a breakup and you feel that way, you go, wait a minute. Well, I got I've over so and so. So maybe this ain't going to be so bad. Yeah. Very huh. much so. Was that a... Did you feel like you knew that lesson after the first breakup? Or nope. was it... Okay. <laughs> nope. Because okay. you think it's all different. Well, this time's different. I really love this boy. Yes. And then by the third one, I think that's when you're just like, okay. The third one? I'm starting to see a pattern. So what, there were two boys <laughs> after me that you broke up with? That, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Let's get this straight. Stanley, you broke up with me. I, because you said I wasn't pretty enough for you. Well, you know, and I said there was something wrong with your genitalia. You. Yeah, I said something's wrong down there. Not... It was going too inward yeah, for you? Yeah, it doesn't look normal. Doesn't look... You were like, that's the smallest penis yeah, I've ever seen small. in my life. Yeah, it's like micro penis. I don't think that's what you have. <laughs> Well, that was my first real heartbreak. Yes, yes. <laughs> Getting over Stanley. And I'm sorry. Yes. It's sad that we're joking about this because I have girlfriends who found out that their like their first boyfriend or like love of their life was gay, oh, and God. they had to like deal with that and reconcile that. And I have a friend who, to this day, I think maybe that has caused some issues in the way that she looks at men and mm. masculinity. And I think. To some degree, she seeks out toxic masculinity. Oh, wow. Because she's looking for this very manliness Mm -hmm. so as not to make that same mistake. But unfortunately, with that toxic masculinity comes toxicity. And um, she gets a lot of that, too. And just tries to reconcile it and figure it out and just be like, well, you need therapy. If you go to therapy, we can work this out. And I'm like, no, girl. He needs to go. Go. Bye. You too fly. No, it don't, is. don't, don't put up with it. Yeah, we all have something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, the third thing is that I feel like I learned that I don't need money more than I need my voice. So it's just sort of this idea of like we could work and make a lot of money doing things that we don't enjoy mm-hmm. um, and doing things that don't move the needle or any kind of change in the world. And... That's just not something I'm willing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not. I learned that about myself. Um, I would say probably in my like mid-20s, 
Like, I know in my early 20s, I decided I wanted to be a writer. And just reading, um, you know, um, publications like Essence. Yeah. Even Marie Claire um, once had this story about this woman. Um, she was talking about how girls in certain African countries couldn't go to school when they had their periods. Because they didn't have, like, the proper stuff that they need. Just, like, pads and mm-hmm. liners and things like that to go to school. So they would miss so much school because of their periods. And it was just kind of crazy. So she started this drive, like here in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, just collecting all this stuff and sending it to these countries. So I was at a law working at a law firm at, at the time. So I did one at my job because they had the address where you could send stuff. And I did one at my job. And this evil lady took a, a bag of pads out. I remember, oh, I remember. who I wanted to yeah. take that lady's neck off her body. Um, cause it was like, that's just me. That's mm-hmm. just evil. Like we're doing this for a bigger cause. You can go your ass to Conway yes. and buy this. Exactly. Uh, also, someone spent their money for that. This isn't for the job. This isn't a donation box. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, and I just remember feeling like, wow, that was very powerful that this person was able to write something that moved me to want to do something. Mm. Uh, for people that I don't even know, for people that live on the complete opposite side of the world. And I was just like, we need more of that. And obviously we have a lot of that. That's just, I think that's how the world works. But that's why a lot of people become journalists. But I think that it's just, it's not just being a writer, but it's having a voice. So some people aren't journalists. Some people are public speakers. Yeah. Uh, some people are politicians. It's just those jobs where they can be very thankless mm-hmm. <laughs> or um, just... They can be hard and they can be very difficult to do every day just because of what they entail. Yeah. But for me, it's like that's more important than making a whole bunch of money. Because, yes, making a lot of money would very much make me happy in the sense that I can get all the things that I want. Exactly. Massages every day and that kind of thing. Shoes. Oh, the shoes. Yeah. The shoes. The bags. I'm, that's my know, thing. I'm that's my down thing. the bags. Yeah, okay. I think you all about the bags. I'm yeah. still about the shoes, but I'm not as bad okay. of a bag lady as I used to be. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I think having a voice and using it for good is more important for me than making a bunch of money. And I have figured that out about myself. Money is not the thing that drives me. And you feel like, and these are things that you, before 30, like we said, yeah. you learned this very young. Yeah, that I'm not driven by money mm-hmm. at that's all. That's good. Okay. Obviously, it's nice to make money, but I know, nice. like, I could have a really high-paying job and think that it's utter crap, you're, and I'm not going to stay. I'm not. It's it, it's always going to have a very short expiration period. Wow. Some people can't. Some people want to go for the money. And I I don't feel like that's good or bad. Like, no, it just it, is what it is. Yeah, it is people what it are is. Driven what are your goals? Things. Yeah. What do you want? That's true. Mm-hmm. Hold up, were those three things already? Yeah, it was three. Oh wow! What are yours, honey? Mine are mine are um, very simple. I think um, mine was be happy for me. I think I learned that very early, very early on, that I am sort of, you know, I was a gay little kid, so I think I had to sort of shift and change and be a chameleon to some some mm-hmm. in some ways. You know, to stand that way or to talk that way or to not call, bring attention to myself mm-hmm. um, so that people would see that I'm different. And this this is, is why of, you tried to date me in college. Well, you know, tried it successfully. Dated you, <laughs> bed you, you know, almost, you know, some other things happened. 
<laughs> we, we, were, we were a power couple uh, at one point in time. Power lesbian like, couple? Power lesbian. We could be a power gay couple. We could, we could. Listen, we we did what we did. We brought Roth. I think of, we're more believable as a lesbian couple than anything. Possibly. My energy might be a tad masculine, but I think no, no, your energy is more feminine than mine is masculine. Possibly. Yes, I agree with you. You are a power lesbian couple. And she was still wearing the suit in that relationship. Oh, for sure. She was still wearing oh, the suit. Oh, for sure. Yes. The pow- power pants suit from Angela. Power pants suit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and, I'm, and you know I'm thinking of uh, Bet Ed. What was the show? The L Word, which they're Bet bringing back. Tina. Which they're bringing back. <laughs> oh, and we also, I still have those DVDs. I yeah, still have you actual love that DVDs show. in my I feel house. like, yeah, you. I had heard Nothing of Nothing to watch them on. Oh, yeah, that's right. I still, my laptop still has Yeah, the L word turned out to be a good one. You love that show, yes. And we always like Bet more than we like Tina, right? Jennifer B. Well, also, too, because I think our personalities, right? Because Bet was very, um, she was super flawed. I mean, she was a cheater. She had clear, serious commitment issues. Uh, she wasn't always a good person. No, no, no. At least not to her partners. But I think that the thing, and I realized this as I got older, that I liked about Bet was that she didn't make any apologies for who she was and for just going for what she wanted, despite who got hurt. And it, and, and <laughs> Which it, is not necessarily Is that bad? Good. Because it seems like it, it's a certain, to me, it seems like there's a certain strength in that. Right. And yeah. I think that we didn't like Tina, or Tina would annoy me because she seemed needy. Yeah. And she seemed weak. Mm-hmm. Weak. <laughs> and I felt like she why like she shouldn't have ever got back with Ben. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Listen, I'm like that with my friends. Y'all know. You are. Like if you run over a guy, I'll tell the guy, Well, what are you doing back with him? And yeah, like, this is what you have said. Like, yeah. Right. Because I'm just like, like there has to be a certain value. A, a sense of yeah, like self worth, self respect, self respect, self worth that you wouldn't put yourself through that. So what is so special about my friend mm-hmm. that you're willing to relax that, like yeah. how you feel about yourself with this person? No one should have you. Feel I agree. That way. You should be the number one priority, and you should have the utmost respect for yourself. Right. I if agree. I felt like my friend handled it in a messy way. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I felt like my friend was very sorry and I thought that they would be good for them, then I'd be like, if you're asking, I'll tell you. But if you're not my friend, I'm not going to tell you because okay. I'm always here for my people. Okay. And so I'm going to mind my business mm-hmm. if that's what y'all so choose to do. But if you're asking, then I would tell you, I wouldn't have got back with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have definitely let me know. I, I, yes. <laughs> When I'm a mess, but I like, let girl. you know. I yeah, wouldn't you let, let your know. significant other know because oh, no, no, no. that's not my business. I'm not their friend. I'm your friend, so it's my place to tell you. I think you're being messy. Yes, it's not yes. my place to tell your significant other that I, I think agree. you're being messy. I agree. That's messy. That's messy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's the best way. Yeah, messy your friends, is the best word to describe some shit. That your friends need to be honest with you. Is what mm-hmm. we're saying. They need to be honest. Don't worry about hurting your feelings. Right. If you need to hear it, you need to hear it. Right. So, anywho, what's your other two? Um, one thing that my mom always taught us, which is, you are no better than anyone, and no one is better than anyone, and no one is better than you. I'm still a little tipsy. You've said that on the podcast before. I love that you're tipsy from, like, half a mason no, jar. No, look, look at the bottle. Look at the bottle. Mm, we didn't drink that much. But I think, for me, I think that's important, because that sort of informs how I go about things, and what I expect of other people. I mm-hmm. think I'm really turned off 
I try not to think of myself as better than other people and it helps me be a little bit more open and, and also allows me to worry about myself and to let people do whatever the hell they want to do. Yes, especially if they aren't hurting anyone else. It's like, that's none of my business. <clears throat> we all get a little jealous. I've been jealous of people and I've had to realize, oh, I'm jealous of that person. Mm-hmm. And then I had to move accordingly. Jealous that. or envious? Um, oh, gosh. those are two different things. Explain to me how. Envy is you have something and I wish I had it. Yes. That's envy. Mm-hmm. Jealousy is typically about. Um, someone was explaining this and I was like, it's so dead on. Um, jealousy is a little bit more of, it's hard to describe. It, you can be jealous of a concept of someone you don't even know, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like, oh, he had something special with his ex and I'm jealous of but that it, relationship, but of that thing. Envy can really only be for another person. Right? You can only be envious of a person because they have things that you have, but you can be jealous of all kinds of things. <laughs> so I can be jealous of the fact that someone has money or someone lives their life a certain way, but you can't be envious of the fact that they... No, have- the other way around. Like, if you, if, if you want what that person has, then that's envy. Like, I'm envious of the fact that they have this money. Right? That's not really jealousy. So jealousy is like... Yeah, I guess you, you can get jealous when like you're you're with someone and they talk to other people. They're giving attention right. to other people. Right. I think jealousy um is is a little bit more constricted to just certain relationship types. Okay. And you know, like you're jealous of the relationship, right? You're yes. not jealous of the person. Yes. You're jealous of the relationship that these two people have. But jealousy seems to be a bit more there has to be a certain type of intimacy, whether it be a boyfriend or girlfriend or a boyfriend or boy you know I don't know if that's true because like I'm not an expert, but I'm just 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 I just know that there is is we say, Oh, I'm so jealous, right? But you're not jealous, you're envious. Can you be je- but can you be jealous of a stranger? Absolutely. So you I'm trying to You could be jealous of a person you've never met. You could just be jealous of the way that someone feels about someone. Like, but oh, maybe you're um I get what you're saying. Like, I'm jealous of it, but jealousy, envy, envy implies that you want something that someone else has. I'm envious right. of it. So I feel like yeah, you, can you, be, you can be envious and jealous. Um, like, if you're jealous, then you can also be envious. Yes. But I feel like just because you're envious doesn't make you jealous. I agree. Okay. Okay. I see what you're talking about. Yes, because I can... We went through a whole little great hammer well, lesson. Well, I think now. it's important to know because I don't think it's... for At least for me, it wasn't necessary. You don't think about it. You know how we use a lot of words... Right. And um, we know what they mean in context sometimes, but we don't sit down and really like complacent. Like you were saying the other day, we just complacent wrong. Yeah. Well, because I think we just use jealous kind of as a default for all those feelings. Yeah. But all of those feelings aren't always necessarily jealous. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, they're jealous of you. Yeah. And it's and we say that all the time, like, oh, this person feels this way. They're jealous of Mm -hmm. you. And it's like, no, they're not jealous. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to be you, but they just want some of the stuff you have. Exactly. That's envy. Yeah. <laughs> and we all get envious. We all Absolutely. Get envious. Yes. Yes. I I, and I feel like people get envious on a daily basis. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think it's easy. Like I envy. Yeah, definitely. I'm there. I get envious. Definitely. Yeah. I rarely, I think I get jealous. I get envious. Right. If I get jealous and I feel very odd about that right well because jealousy comes from insecurity yeah typically whereas envy is a is a normal feeling yeah. i think envy is a is a pretty 
it's a common emotion yeah. and I don't think it's an unhealthy emotion because I don't think it pushes you to do bad things. Mm-hmm. Whereas jealousy, I think does yeah. jealousy. I think is a very useless emotion mm-hmm. because it typically only spawns negativity. Yeah. And like you said, it comes from insecurity and that's something that you have to deal with yourself. It's right. like, this has nothing to do with anyone else, but you, right. It's a and you thing. feeling inadequate and some people who, don't feel secure and inadequate, sometimes do desperate things mm-hmm. and yeah. harmful things. Right. Whereas uh, envy could be useful. Yeah. Oh, this person's got a huge house of this, how they get that. I want that. I want to work hard. Right. It pushes you to try to look at what they did to get those things and try to work towards that. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. Look yeah. at that. For yeah, that jealousy English, is not constructive. For that breakdown. It's very, <laughs> yeah. For my writer. For my writer. Well, there you go. Using my voice. And I think um, another one after you know better than anyone else, I think is, um, I think is important. You can't help everyone. And I think that comes from just for me learning uh, with family, but also definitely I think I've learned that from relationships. Mm-hmm. I have a, people will call it a save a hoe syndrome. I have oh, a thing where I've been in certain situations where I'm comfortable giving to certain people and, you know, I can also have been accused of being selfish. Like it goes either way. <laughs> but I think, you know, when I see a guy it's just especially in my relationships, um, I've seen a guy who I feel like he needs some help in certain areas. My heart will my heart will soften towards him oh, a little Lord. bit. And it's like this and but then the sad thing is I know when it's happening. And I'm like, whatever. He's he has A, B, and C wrong with him, which are really big red flags. But he's so much fun. We're gonna have a good time. <laughs> I have that. I'm less likely to do that with people with friends right i think because with friends i look at them usually the people that i surround myself with i admire certain things about them whereas when you're looking for a mate or spouse the relationship's a little bit different you're looking for someone who's a bit more compatible to you but usually my friends i've learned certain things from them but wouldn't your friends be more compatible than some guy who's got abc really bad things wrong with him no, no, no. I think they would be compatible, but I think in looking for friends, mm-hmm. looking for friends and looking for relationships, I'm looking for two different things. Yeah, but no one's looking for friends. That's the thing. As no. adults, you only end up with friends because you tried to date someone and then you both realize this ain't going to work, but we could be cool. No. And that's how you get friends. As that's not true. Did you, did you and Jasmine, did you and I? We the... met in college. Yes. That's a very you... different thing. Yeah, but even, even so, you, even so, when you meet someone in college, or you meet someone wherever, you define that criteria of do I think they will be how do do I think they'll be a good friend or not? You there's different criteria. And I think being intimate You with stop them, and think about those things? Is this person gonna be a good friend? No, no, no. I think afterwards, after the fact that I had examined, for instance, why do you have good friends in like I I think for me, none of my friends, very few of my friends, not really none of them, have brought negativity in my life. Mm-hmm. Are they been bad people? But I've had some guys who I said, why am I dealing with this? Or why, your friends will go, why are you dealing with this? And it, it, I think it's always important to examine why that is. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have the same criteria that I have for friends and vice versa. But for a lover, I don't have the same criteria for friends as I do for a lover and yeah, vice versa. It sounds versa. like you're giving the lovers a lot more leeway. Yes, I always do. I always do. And I've learned to sort of change that. And I look at that as sort of being a good person, whether or not they're a good person or not. Mm-hmm. Because I think with your friends, you it's like, can I, do I like this person? 
And I think, I actually think a lot of right. people do this. You know how when, I always say when people get up and they talk about when they're in their wedding, they're getting married, they go, I'd marry my best friend. And I go, bitch, you ain't marry your best friend. <laughs> your best friend's there, standing by beside you or in the audience. Yeah, the maid or our best man. It's like, do you think that with, if you and your significant other were not together, would you be friends? And I think most couples, that's not the case. Right. I think you fall into this sort of attraction with each other and it's the physical that's there and it's like could I kiss them and I like them and I'm having fun and then slowly you realize we don't have that much in common but we develop certain things and then I see you differently but I think with your friends there's no intimacy there there's no like sexual tension most right. of the time so you're made to like them in a in a different way. You appreciate certain things about their personality. Because Cause I think you're more open with your friends. When you meet someone and there's no... I Like, no one's thinking about whether or not it's going to be a thing, right? Especially when we're talking, like, for platonic relationships of same sex, right? So, I'm a heterosexual woman. Mm. If I meet another woman, it's clear we're only going to be friends. Because yes. I don't want to date her. Because yes. I don't date women. So, you're very much yourself. You're being you, 100%. Versus, like, if you meet a guy, you're just like, well, in the past, men have told me X, Y, Z, so let me tuck that away. And you don't present what you could would consider flaws until much later on. Yeah. When you think, like, well, I got him. So he can know this about me, you That's know. That's true. It's, uh, but I think that this idea of, like, oh, I married my best friend, I think people get into that. I, a lot of people say that, and I think it's, like, a little stupid, too. But I understand it, and I get it, because... I think once you have been with someone that long, they do become such a, they're such a huge part of everything life. that you do. Yeah. That you spend the most time with that person, like outside of your coworkers. Because yeah. you probably spend the most time at work. But once you're not at work, that's the other person that you spend most of your time with. So they end up becoming sort of a best friend to you because... As far as you tell everything to, that's like, which is why you can't tell your married friend shit. Because mm-hmm. you know they're going to tell their spouse. Yeah. They're always going to tell their spouse. You mm-hmm. have to know that about your married friends. Their spouse is their best friend. When they're pissed off at you, they're going to talk shit about you to their spouse. To their yeah. So that's why that person's like their best friend. Mm-hmm. Because that's who they spend most of their time with. It's like, if nobody wants to go see this stupid movie with them. Their significant other's going to go because they're almost a little bit obligated. Yeah, so, so it ends up being sort of this friendship that there is no other friendship like it because not only are we friends, but we fuck. Yeah, but I, <laughs> no, and I see that, but I still feel like it's a little bit different. I feel like it's not, there are layers to it because you can be, you have to be different when you're meeting someone for an, when you first meet someone that you want to date, mm-hmm. it's there's this sort of you're meeting them you want to you're thinking about kissing them you're thinking about dating you're thinking about possibly spending the rest not spending the rest of your life first day huh yeah but there's different there's different emotions and different expectations there versus Mm -hmm. meeting a friend because you're meeting a friend and you're thinking this could be or this couldn't be you have less invested whereas you're like if if you're meeting a friend like someone said hey you're we don't go out on places we don't go out on dates to make friends you know what i'm saying we go out on dates to find someone that you should yes, be with. to make lovers. Date. So there's, so you're going prepared. You're going with a different, with different expectations. So you're putting different things out there. So right. it's kind of like if you're, you meet this person, it's like, well, I'm attracted to them and they're cute. We're having good conversation, conversations. Those things are first. Secondary is 
what do we have it I think I'm gonna be honest secondary is having things in common right or let's doing what are our interests because those aren't as important whereas you're meeting a friend most likely you want to have things in common because those are what the foundation well, of your friendship otherwise, is based. how are you going to be friends? Like, the, like, what else draws you? Yeah. If you're not trying to sleep together, then yeah. there's nothing else that draws you to each other. It's, I like spending time with this person because we like doing these same things and they're fun or they make me laugh. It's all the things that you would like in a lover minus the attraction, right? But, minus the, I don't need to feel like I want to kiss you or have sex with you. But do you think, because sometimes, you know, and this is still tipsy brain, but sometimes <laughs> I think the friendship is more important or it's approached the right way because, mm-hmm. you know, you're thinking of, you're thinking in a practical way. The, how can I, you're growing, how, what do we have in common? Can I respect this person? Do I think they're a good person? Where I think sometimes when you're initially meeting yes, a, a partner, absolutely. it's lost. But, it, but that's why I think when people always say, like, I want to be friends first. Yeah. Before we, you know, all these stupid shows like The Bachelor and all yeah. this other stuff. That's what it's predicated on, right? Like, oh, I want to get to know this person and be friends first. And then see if that other layer is there. Which mm-hmm. is why they say, like, the best lovers are your friends. Like, your friends make the best lovers. So if mm-hmm. you end up dating someone that you were friends with first, then you probably have a better chance of making the relationship last because you know each other on a way more honest level yes. than people do when they start dating with the purpose of dating. Yeah. Like, you didn't hold any of that stuff back. You know me as ugly and as whatever as I can get, mm-hmm. but you still like me. Yeah. So, there's nothing hidden. This is me. This is who I am. And now we've got these ooey-gooey feelings. Let's explore that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be your best case scenario. Best case scenario. Absolutely. Like, they've seen you busted face and all. (laughs) They've seen you cry over another boy Mm -hmm. or whatever. That would be best case scenario. And then one day, y'all wake up and go, I love Josh. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Josh and I were not friends before. I didn't mean that. That was from Clueless. I know, I know. That was from Clueless. Oh, that's right. Yeah, her stepbrother. (laughs) I love Josh. Oh, okay. You didn't have to say it was her stepbrother. We all know it. Technically, he wasn't her stepbrother. No, technically, he was. He just wasn't blood related. He wasn't her her stepbrother. At one point, he was. Their parents got married to each other at one point. So that makes them step-siblings. And then they weren't anymore. Yeah, so their parents weren't married anymore. Yeah. No, no, no. I know that. So, he was so that ex- now made him some guy that no, no, she no. knew. I agree. I agree. I think that it was just a little weird because it in the was. movie. We all thought there was something quite slightly incestuous, even not about it. Yeah, it was like if you guys, there weren't details. It's like, say if you were in your mid-30s mm-hmm. and say you were like, our parents are married for like three years when we were like 19 and like. 25, we weren't living under the same roof, then it's like, oh, okay. But it's like, shit, was what? Just turned 16 in that movie? 15, 16? She, she just like got her 17. driving license? And it's like, he was, she what, was like, maybe a freshman? She was like 16, 17. Yeah, he was also in college, which is also yeah, weird. It's like, statutory oh, rape. No. It's okay. like, Josh was in college. Josh was in college. He was, but this is the issue. I was talking about this the other day. Um... Because we were talking about like Michael Jackson or Kelly, people were trying to make these comparisons and we're like, it's not the same. But anywho, they were talking about other singers and people who have done these things as well. And it was someone who was 20 and met the girl when she was 16. Oh, no, 19, I think. And she was 16. And I'm like, technically, that is statutory rape, but yeah. 
They're both teenagers, number one. And you can see how that could happen because they could have been in school together. Yeah. He could very well be 19 mm-hmm. and go to her high school. Yeah. So, like, really? There's got to be a line no, where technically a... it might be the thing, but culturally it's not. No, I agree with you there. I just remember thinking, at first, they're siblings and did they grow up in the same house together? They because did that's not. a little weird. They did not. But then we weren't sure how far, how old Josh was. We know he was in college. We don't know whether or not he was a freshman because she No. It was not clear how old Josh was and she was clearly in high school. Clearly in high school. But she was like 17. No, she wasn't 17 because she just couldn't, she was just getting her permit. I think your virgin can't drive. She was only like She had her permit but that doesn't mean that she was only at the age where you could get a permit. She couldn't drive for shit. Actually, Maybe she only had a permit because she couldn't drive for shit. I always thought, and I have to look at the movie again, I always thought she was, um, at the most, she was 16, doing, at the most she was 16, mm-hmm. doing that movie. Well, I mean, if Josh was 19, then doesn't that make it kind of like, fine. not that big of a deal? He was deal. so cute. So he was cute. adorable. Um, How young was Paul Rudd? Oh my know. God, uh, he was so adorable. I think he was so cute. I he was. He was. Yeah. He was adorable. I watched that movie, like, last month, so... Mm. <laughs> It's a fun movie. It came on HBO. You know how that happens. Yeah. You're sitting around, not doing anything. It's you a watch fun movie. It. It's one of those movies that kind of like, I like, I love like the first maybe hour of it. And then I can do without the rest. <laughs> Did you have that? I like the movie as a whole, but you know, there's some movies it's like, it kind of gets boring. It's like, it's dragging on a bit for me. I've seen it enough times. I don't need to see the rest. I don't even need to see the rest of the end of Clue. I think there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened that didn't really make sense in the movie. Like, it didn't connect and it was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like, it happened and you were like, sure. Yeah. But had it not been included, you'd have been okay, be okay with that. Romeo yeah. Michelle's High School Wedding. I don't... High School Reunion. Oh, yeah. I don't need all that movie. I saw that I in like the it. theaters and I honestly barely remember most of it. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's probably. how long ago it was. Yeah. What I do remember, though, okay, I haven't been watching Drag Race, but <laughs> what? this is running in my head because we've been doing it. Opelance. Opelance. <laughs> so I'm not caught up with Drag Race. I've only be. watched up to the second episode. It's Thursday night that's throwing me off, yeah. so. Um, so you're two episodes behind. Two episodes behind, but I can't get over Opelance. No, and I just keep running it in my head. Poor and thing. When you were in Switzerland, I wanted to just text you Apples, <laughs> and I was like, "How do I spell this?" Like, I, think it's I know O-P- how to spell. No, no, I know how to spell opulence. Yes, how but do you, the way she was saying it, how do you spell opulence? O p u l e n c e. Okay, that's. But then I'm like, I wanted to spell opulence, and I'm like, do I use an A or O? It was. Yeah, because there were so many memes about this. Oh my god, it was so funny. And like I said, I feel bad because, a little bad, because it seems like English is not her native tongue. And <laughs> Wait, which queen is this again? What's her name? Um, she's the one she's from, from Northern she's Africa. She's a Muslim. Yeah. Who, like I said, looks, it's, it's like she kind of looks like a woman. She kind of looks. You said she, she looks like a hybrid. <laughs> She looks like a hype. No, is that wrong? Is that no? Let's, I don't know if that's wrong. Listen, she she doesn't. You know how some people can look more feminine, some people can look more masculine. You're just she's like it, it. It could be either or. Yeah, she could be either or. It's like it's not a bad thing. She's really, it's unfortunate she's that I really she, busted as a boy though. She like is. out of drag, she looks awful. Yeah, I, I'm just like, and I think this season most of the queens look fucking horrible Who out looks, of drag. 
the one um the one who went home episode two is really cute oh the boy he's cute but as a drag queen he's got to be the most busted thing i've ever seen i agree agree. those outfits that Um, hair them shoes he'll learn he'll learn people get a glow up and it's certainly i hope so because he's cute and I think he could look like a really good drag queen, but he's got to work on his I like shit. Brooklyn. Brooklyn has some good looks. I think it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights. Good looks. And you haven't seen the last two episodes. Brooklyn does looks. have good looks. His teeth just, you know, something going on with his teeth there. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I haven't noticed his teeth. Oh, yeah. The white guy, Brooklyn Heights. Mm-hmm. I have to look He at won him. the first episode. Yeah. He had that latex, like. Oh. Yeah. I have to look. Like, just, like there's a lot in there. I love Vanjie. I love me some Vanjie. I just think Vanjie's funny. Yeah. And I think the thing is, Vanjie, Vanjie is very loud and very, lot of attitude. But, and I think you would get a an idea of how Vanjie is, but then Vanjie actually is not like no. you would think at all. Like, with the loudness and the attitude, I thought I wasn't going to like Vanjie. Even from season 10, mm-hmm. thought I wasn't going to like Vanjie. But Vanjie is actually very humble. Yeah. And Vanjie seems like she wants to be better, and mm-hmm. so she's willing to do whatever you tell yeah, her. She's she a- wants to learn, and she knows where, she knows what she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So she's willing to take criticism, and she's willing to take direction. To make it better, mm-hmm. so I like that about Vanjie. Yeah, so, I, I do. I do appreciate Vanjie. Yeah. yeah, she seems like a nice person, and I. But I'm wondering what will happen. I'm not sure who I'm rooting for at this point. Yeah, I haven't gotten behind any queen yet. I tell you who I don't like. Who? I don't like. I don't even know her name now. So she shared the win with the oddly in the episode two. She was mad she didn't win episode one, and she was being really... Is she black? No, she's white. And um, oh, out of drag, he has long hair. Um, Oh, yes. Something... She's like the southern queen. Yes. Uh, the acting Am one. I Scarlet. Wrong, Scarlet. Right? Am I wrong and, that I'm like, in drag, she looks like the ugliest woman I've ever seen? Yeah. Okay, because I was it, just like... She, She's so horrendously ugly in drag. Cheap. Her drag looks Not just, cheap. just her drag is cheap. Like, her face looks horrible. Well, yeah, and she, then I'm like, as a boy, like, out of drag, she's not that ugly. But it's just like, she's just an ugly woman. Like, <laughs> in drag. It's like, you are an ugly woman. Yeah. It, but it, then it, her attitude doesn't help. So yeah, I think Scarlet maybe that's Envy. what it is. Is it Scarlet Envy? Scarlet Envy? Yeah. That would make sense. Because she's Scar. super envious. Yeah. I, it, it bothers me that some queens get upset. They get it a little envious of other queens. Well, it's like, funny that she was talking you... shit. And then she did have all them little holes in her dress. And I'm glad Brooklyn Heights pointed it out. And she yeah. wasn't even shading her. Yeah, it, she wasn't. It was a fact. It, <laughs> it was, was like, no, bitch. Like, you, you have when I look close at your garment, I seen all them holes up and down the yeah. seam. It was like, ooh, yeah, girl. It wasn't shade. Was it was like a point that was job. really fact. It's like there's not an opinion behind that. You have holes in your garment. Yeah. That it and is the, what it and is. the 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 queen um oddly, I do not remember her name. I thought Evie she did a, oddly. Evie Ollie, I thought she did a good job at episode 2, but I thought her attitude was not cute. Like she was just doing the most mm-hmm. with all the drama, and I'm hoping that she does not continue in that vein for the show. Cuz she it seemed like she felt like she needed to be the mouthpiece. And it was like, and then she was also coming for that one girl's makeup, and it was unnecessary. It was so childish. It was like, oh, you're oh, super yeah. petty right now. You'll see. You'll oh, okay. See. You watch it I was like, she know. did a good job. I thought her runway look was great, and I thought she did a good job in the challenge. But then it was like, but I don't want to root for you because I think you're being a shady queen. Yeah, we don't like. Shady. I don't we like, like the shady queens. I don't. 
Just be good at what you do. And don't worry about anyone else. Right. Worry about yourself. Right. I think part of it is because every time I go to a job, there's always somebody like gunning for me mm-hmm. from the minute I hit the door yeah. because I'm cute or they just worry that I'm going to take their job take because the I'm fly yeah. and I'm good at what I do or people mm-hmm. like me. And yeah. it's like, why don't you, instead well, of trying to come for me, job, just your be personal good life. But just still, it's like, instead of coming for me, why don't you just be better at what you do? Because while you over here worried about what I do, I'm also over here worried about what I do. So that makes two of us not worried about what I, I think do. It's, it's so hard. who the fuck is worried about what you do? Mm-hmm. It's hard. <laughs> I think it's, it, it's easy for people to get jealous. Jealous of other people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But, I, I, but I'm hoping that RuPaul, I'm, I'm excited about the season. It's picked up a bit more. I'm two episodes ahead of you. It's okay. picked up a bit well, more. Well, I'll see. Maybe I'll watch some more. We totally do not have time to talk about some other things we're going to talk about. So We can pick it up later we'll on. pick it up yes. in another episode. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime... Definitely make sure you subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Yes. Um, definitely, um, we are on what iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Wherever everywhere you listen, you listen to uh, podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also follow us at Always Fashion Week on Instagram mm-hmm. and Standard W on Instagram. Standard W on Instagram. You can follow our podcast at Black Hipster Podcast yes. on Instagram. We will both be much better about posting on Instagram. We're not at work. Yes. Um, and you can also email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll read an email if you send us a little something. Yes. We're looking forward to reading an email on air. A good one. Yeah. Even if you disagree with our uh, point of view, we, we would love to go ahead and share that. Yeah. With, and we'll, uh, we'll make lots of edits to that email and just, <laughs> you know... <laughs> As I said before. And Stanley will throw some stuff on it. So, in the meantime, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.